You're listening to the One Two Three Show with me, Nori Mayer, this Tuesday afternoon. Since it's Tuesday, we're going to be talking about food, or rather, the types of food that you're allowed to have if you're going to go on this type of diet. We're talking about the ketogenic diet, which is probably better known as the keto diet, which is a, a low-carb and high-fat weight reduction plan. And to talk about this, we're joined by Joelle Bradford, who is a licensed naturopathic practitioner at the Integrated Medicine Institute (IM). I Hong Kong. Welcome to the program, Joelle. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to meet you. We are also live on Facebook、uh, this afternoon. So for our listeners,、uh, feel free to join us there if you have any questions about the keto diet, things that you're wondering about, the the pros and the cons. Well, Joelle will be with us this afternoon to answer some of your questions.、Um, maybe for some of our listeners who are not so familiar with this type of diet,、um, what is the keto diet? And、um, yeah, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, it's essentially a low carb diet. That's the basis of it. But you basically are limiting your net carbohydrates,、um, and it forces the body instead of using glucose for fuel, it transitions to using fat for fuel. And when you do that, the fats are converted to ketones, thus the ketogenic diet. Let's talk a little bit more about ketones.、Um, what are ketones, and where is it produced, and why will it? Why will there be an overall increase of ketones if we go on the keto diet? Right. So normally the body is going to use glucose for fuel, and that's going to power the body, go to the brain for energy. But when we limit the sugars, the carbohydrates, the net carbohydrates, the body no longer has glucose to burn for energy. And so it needs the body is well adapted for these times, and it actually、um, th- no more glucose will be in the blood, and then slowly the body will use fat, and the liver will convert this fat into ketone bodies, and those ketone bodies can now be used for fuel、uh, by the brain, by the other organs in the body. When people go on the keto diet, can they still have carbohydrates?、Uh, you mentioned just now an interesting term, the net carbohydrates. So it sounds like they can have a little bit, or is it restricted? How much carbs can people have on this type of diet? Right. So the carbohydrates is going to be limited, but what we're really looking at is the net carbohydrate. And if you look at a food label, you'll see under the term carbohydrate, there's sugars and there's fiber. So what we do is we subtract the fiber from the sh- total carbohydrate. Basically, we're just taking away the fiber, and we're just looking at what the sugar is, and that ends up being the net carbs. Okay.、Um, and so it differs for everybody, but most people will do very well under twenty net carbs per day. However, some people can go up to fifty. Grams of net carbs a day, with still being in the ketogenic state. So it, it, it's a very much、uh, body dependent, but most people will certainly be in the ketogenic state under 20 grams of、okay. net carbs. Just to give the audience a rough idea,、um, a, a can of Coca-Cola has about 11 grams of sugar. If I'm not correct, me if I'm wrong, around about 11 grams of sugar. Um, so that's、mm-hmm. a sort of ballpark, or maybe it could be a bit more, a bit less, depending on if, if you have Coke Zero. I guess depending on the size of the can. <laughs>、oh, yes, yeah, <laughs> maybe Coke Zero.、Um, 
you know, like one of those normal size cans, I believe has around 40 grams of the sugars or like 38 grams, but it might be a different size we're looking at. Oh my goodness. That's a lot of, that's a lot of sugar. A so, lot. Yeah, it's a lot of sugar. Uh, which brings me to my next question. So it's not just the food you eat, it's the drinks you drink as well. So if you're on this type of sort of weight reduction plan, um, can you still drink alcohol and can you have soft drinks or fruit juices? Yeah. So alcohol, for most people, it's nice to know, despite how restrictive the ketogenic diet can be, alcohol can still be consumed. Um, But it depends on what type. Some alcohol has more net carbs than others. For example, hard liquors, uh, spirits, gin, whiskey, vodka will have zero net carbs. And so only consuming those with, for example, a soda, a calorie-free, carb-free Soda water, that's right. Exactly. It would be zero. And (laughs) you don't want to have, (laughs) you can have as much as you want technically on the ketogenic diet. Because we Um, have quite an international audience. You're Canadian, Joelle. So when you say soda in North America, it means... um, Soft Soft drinks, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Whereas uh, if if you're British, I think soda might refer to, say, soda water. Um, I don't know what it is in in Australia. Yes, so so, yes, soda water or fizzy water. Carbonated beverages. That's it. Yeah, yeah, like Coca-Cola, Sprite, ginger ale, root beer, those kind of things would have a lot of sugar um, when they're not the diet. Yeah, and fruit juices. Um, Sorry, go on. Um. Beer is going to have, depending on the type, will have much more uh, net carbohydrates. So it could have, you know, up to 15 grams of net carbs, but there are low carb uh, beers. So you can choose which one you want. And wines would have much less, you know, two grams per uh, standard glass of wine. Um, So as long as you don't have the really high sugar mixers in your liquor, um, it is completely fine to have during the ketogenic diet. Yeah. Um, what about fruit juices? I mean, sometimes it can be quite healthy to have a fruit juice with your breakfast um, as an alternative, but they are sometimes loaded with sugar. Yeah. I mean, fruit juice would be basically the fruit minus the fiber already, because all you're getting is the sweet part, the delicious part of the juice. Uh, but it is really high sugar. Um, uh, like a a glass of apple juice will be nearly as much as a can of Coke. It's a lot. <laughs> it's crazy to think that, you know, some children will have fruit juices sort of every day or multiple uh, glasses a day, and that's actually loaded with sugar. And, you know, cereal as well, that's full of sugar too. Full, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's shocking when you start looking at the sugar content of the foods that are consumed by most people. Uh, it's quite high. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I love sometimes I just love going to the supermarket and picking up picking up cereal boxes and just comparing uh, the different uh, sugar content of different brands. And it's it's shocking to see, if, uh, well, I won't mm. list uh, the, the particular brand, but the one with the tiger, I think people will know which one I'm talking about. Um, that one, if you have the sugar coated um, cornflakes, that's almost 40 percent sugar. It's it's almost half sugar if you think about it. Yeah. It ends up being a dessert, essentially, if you're looking at it from a nutritional standpoint. Um, 
it's really surprising. Um, what about fruits then? Um, I, I know some people who've been on the keto diet before and they're funny about fruits as well, but it makes sense to, to, to hear what you were explaining just now, that there's the net sugar minus the fiber, um, but they're still quite funny about fruits. Can you still have fruits or certain types of fruit if you are on the keto diet? Yeah, um, I think it's one thing to remember with the ketogenic diet is it's really important to be eating a lot of as much as you can, fresh vegetables and fruits if you can, because of the vitamin content, the fiber content, uh, which is really important. So some fruits just have less net carbohydrates than others versus some are loaded. Uh, for example, most people on the ketogenic diet will really enjoy being able to have raspberries, blackberries, strawberries in you know a 100-gram serving. Full it's of antioxidants. Low. Exactly. Yeah. And those are completely fine to take in moderation on the ketogenic diet, but you wouldn't be having a banana because that's, you know, around 20 grams of carb, which is your whole day's amount. Um, so most people will limit to the types of fruits they have, um, but it is, it can be done. Yeah. When did the keto diet, the, the ketogenic diet sort of become popular? I, I sort of remember the Atkins diet uh, being very popular uh, in the 90s. And then suddenly people were like, nope, no more Atkins, even though that's, you know, also a low carb diet. And then people start to shift to the keto diet. When did you start seeing the shift? I'd say it became the ketogenic diet has been around as a medicinal treatment for you know, within the last hundred years. So it's actually been quite a while that it's been around using for medicine for epilepsy in children. But it became trendy in the last couple of years. I would say within the last five years, it really became an explosion of podcasts and blogs and Instagram. websites and everybody wanted to do it. Exactly. Um, because it can be really useful for many other things aside from epilepsy. So people tried it, found a lot of benefit to it, and it became really popular. Yeah. The other part of the keto diet is this high fat uh, part. So they pe people who go on the, the ketogenic diet say you can have as much fat or at least 70% fat in your, in your diet. Um, that's a lot of fat. And what types of fat should you be having? Yeah, that's a lot of fat, more fat than most people normally have in their diet. Um, but since you're cutting out most of the refined carbohydrates like cake, cookies, pizza, bread, pasta, all of those things are typically not consumed at all, rice, potatoes, etc. People just tend to replace them with healthier types of fats like the avocados, olive oil, coconut oil. Um, yeah, there's a lot of different types of healthy fats that can supplement the lost calories because you don't necessarily want to cut out all the calories on a ketogenic diet. Um, and so people replace the lost calories from the carbohydrates with fats typically. The trouble is with, you know, consuming such high fat content. I mean, for example, uh, replacing it with um, uh, coconut oil, for example, that's over 90% of saturated fat. And, you know, studies have shown that this actually contributes to the, the levels of bad cholesterol in our blood. Can it sort of, you know, be bad for your health if, if you go on this type of diet and, and really taking in um, excessive levels of, of saturated fat? That's a, yeah, it's really interesting that a lot of the reason people 
have elevated cholesterol might be down to the fact that they have high inflammation in the body. So if you're eating a, high, a diet high in refined carbohydrates and fats, that combination is actually what leads to the higher inflammation, which can lead to higher cholesterol in the arteries and lead to those issues. So if we actually take out the refined carbohydrate component, we're actually lowering the inflammation, which is one of the main benefits of the ketogenic diet, which is why it's helpful for autoimmune conditions, hormonal issues. By lowering the inflammation, technically the uh, higher amounts of cholesterol or the dangerous levels of cholesterol are lowered because we're not having that higher inflammation. So you're saying that it's okay to have that high level of fat if you take away the carbohydrates because the combination of the two is actually what's contributing to inflammation, for example, which will then lead to, you know, um, worse health conditions. Right. And we want to be careful, of course. So people who have existing very high levels of high cholesterol or, uh, you know, genetic disorders with high cholesterol um, or kidney disorders, liver disorders. We want to be really careful and we want to screen those types of people. Um, so, for example, in my clinical practice, I'll make sure that the ketogenic diet is right for them. Um, and we really want to be careful, of course, uh, before starting them on the diet. Yeah. Uh, so you're right. It is, a, it is a concern. But once they have the clear go ahead, it's typically not a continuing concern. Yeah, you're right about the the, the liver issue because um, excessive ketones can really damage the liver. Um, I, I've not really had experience with the, keto, with the keto diet myself, but I have had elevated levels of uh, uh, ketones in my body. When I was pregnant, I was vomiting lots and I couldn't really eat. So my body went into um, a ketosis diet, basically. I was burning fat and I lost a lot of weight and I had really high levels of ketones. And of course, the, the indication of that is they measure your urine um, and they find high levels of ketones. And shockingly, the urine was actually a deep, dark brown. It's actually quite scary. And I think, um, do, I mean, do, do your clients or do people often report back if you're on the keto, uh, keto diet that, you know, that they have changes in their urine or, or maybe their breath smells? Exactly. So we're, there's a lot of, you know, drawbacks to the ketogenic diet. And one of them would be the keto breath, which is actually the acetone being excreted through your breath, uh, one of the ketone bodies. Um, but also, you'll find those ketone bodies in the urine. So a, a really convenient way of a very cheap, uh, free, uh, relatively cheap way um, and easy is the keto strips, which you just test your urine and you're right, it'll become very dark brown red in the early stages of uh, the ketogenic diet. When you're transitioning, uh, the body's actually excreting more of the ketone bodies because it's not using them adequately for fuel yet. So you actually need a bit of time, uh, many days to up even to a few weeks for some people to really capitalize and use the ketone bodies for fuel effectively. Yeah. Joelle, I came across something that was quite interesting. I don't know too much about it. And I'm hoping that as a as a naturopathic uh, physician, you'd be able to shed some light on this. What is the keto flu? Have you come across the keto flu before? What's that? Yeah. Uh, so this would be the the unwanted side effects of the transition period that your body needs to do when you're you no longer have glucose to burn. But 
it doesn't it's it's trying to find an alternative way to use fuel and so during that transition time the body has adaptations and many people will go through negative side effects and during that transition we call the keto flu is essentially flu-like symptoms so it can be headache weakness nausea uh, it just not feeling optimal um it's and you know the breath starts smelling um fruity or acetone like uh most people don't feel well during this transition however i found that for most people we can shorten that transition period by lowering the net carbohydrates um to just really strict levels and that's what i found a really quick trick to get through that transition faster um or else it can take up to weeks to get through it if you're eating too many net carbs um it can just take a while to adapt properly because the body's still using that glucose and so it's sort of struggling between using glucose or ketones so when we reduce it entirely the body only has one choice which is burning ketones i feel like it's a, a no pain no gain situation even though you're not really gaining you're hoping to to really lose weight um but just to clarify people are losing fat they're not just losing weight they're not losing muscle they're not losing water it's fat that they're ultimately losing if if for some people if if they go on the, uh, this type of uh, diet right it's important to remember that if you don't want to lose all your muscles and <laughs> No, that's the that's the benefit is that the body is truly using just the fat component. We're not starving. We still have fat as fuel because you're eating it in the diet. So it doesn't need to use it entirely from the body. However, if somebody's eating way too many calories, just eating so much fat in the diet, they won't actually lose fat. So it is important to still be aware of the quantities of food that's right for each person. You know, some people don't do it for fat loss or for weight loss and it's just for health reasons. Um but for those trying to do it for weight loss, uh the overall amount of calories ends up being important. Yeah. Have you <laughs> uh, Joel, have you ever been on the keto diet before? Have you found it effective? Yeah, I've done it multiple times. Multiple um, times. I, did did you get the keto flu at all? Uh in originally, yes. So I found that for me it's a few days and then I can really cut down the net carbs and then I'll get through it quite quickly. And the more you do it, the faster your body becomes at adapting to using those ketones. And so eventually it's almost a non-noticeable uh keto flu that can happen. Um but I I like it. Uh I use it, you know, once or twice a year and That's I like, what I like it. Yeah, that's what I've been reading. It's not the kind of diet that you can sort of stay on long term for for various reasons, but it's the one that you can sort of go back and forth to if you want to kickstart um weight loss yeah. and weight reduction. Um finally, w- what are some things to sort of keep in mind uh, for people who who want to give this type of diet a, a try? Right. So there's just if we can remember three things essentially, I think these are the most important for the ketogenic diet, which would be number 1, stay hydrated. The body has less ability to retain its water when we're burning the ketones. Um so st- making sure that you have proper hydration will prevent that dehydration that can possibly happen and flush out all Number the two, ketones as well so it's not stuck in our body. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, or the excess fat or whatever it might be. 
Um, number two would be electrolytes. So when we lose that water, sort of side by side, we're going to also lose those electrolytes. So it's not the time to be doing a low salt diet. Uh, so soy sauce or salt would be things that you'd want to add if it's not something you're used to eating. Um, that's, you know, to keep those electrolytes well, preventing headaches, keeping your energy up, um, making sure that your muscles are functioning properly. And then the last one to remember is fiber. This one is where it differs from the Atkins diet because the Atkins diet really was low fat, but they, it was very much focused on meat and cheese versus the ketogenic diet. You can eat just meat and cheese, but we don't have to. We can eat a vegan diet. You can eat mostly plant-based if you want. And the importance is having that high level of fiber to continue to go through your system. Um, otherwise, you know, from lack of fiber, we can get more long-term consequences. So the three things, hydration, fiber content, and your electrolytes are important to keep in mind. That's right. Oh, Joelle, finally, what are the types of food that people can have if they are on the keto diet? And what are some foods that they should really try to avoid? Try to avoid, yeah, yeah. Uh, the refined carbohydrates. So it would be saying goodbye to uh, breads, pastas, pizzas, uh, crisps, chips, french fries, potatoes, um, those would not be helpful during the ketogenic diet. And the food that we can have, uh, nuts and avocado, uh, lots of uh, veggies and, and uh, meat? Yeah, meat, um, most types of meats, seafood, uh, cheeses, uh, and then most of the vegetables, as long as they're low net carbohydrates. So there's a lot of handy charts that you can find that show you like zucchini would be really helpful. Um, you know, cauliflower is on the lower end um, versus sweet potatoes is something you wouldn't be eating as much of. Yeah. Well, Joelle, such a pleasure to meet you and to chat with you this afternoon. Have you got a Facebook page and how can people find out a little bit more about you and your work? Where can we find you? Thank you. Um, so I work at IMI, and that would be the best website to find um, all of our profiles there. Um, so as we work under the, as a team uh, for our integrated healing model, just making sure that all the aspects of people's health are taken care of. Um, Great. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon. And that's Joelle Bradford, a licensed naturopathic practitioner at the Integrated Medicine Institute, joining us this afternoon to talk about the keto diet. Many thanks once again for your time this afternoon. Thank you.